Welcome to Thoughtful Planning, the place where real conversation, expert insight, and a touch of humor meet to turn our end-of-life uncertainties into self-assurance. I'm your co-host, Santiago, a history buff and a big kid at heart. And I'm Honey, your guide through the intricate dance of planning with care and a whole lot of warmth. Every week, we're here to turn those intimidating are-we-ready moments into confident, everything-is-under-control moments. Today's journey is one you won't want to miss. Hi, welcome to Thoughtful Planning. I'm Honey. And I'm Santiago. Today we're going to have a conversation, well, about having a conversation. <laughs> All right. We've been pondering when and how to have a conversation about the planning that we're, we're undergoing. And the essential question I want everybody to think about today is, when is the right time to have a talk about your end of life wishes. I don't know if there's a right answer to this. I think it just depends on each person's situation. Yep. And what's going on. So right now it's what what time is it? It's nine PM here in Texas. I went to work. I left the house about six thirty this morning, got home about eight o'clock from work a full day. You've been working all day too. Yep. I signed off at 7.30-ish, and um, now we're here so we can share about the importance of talking about the conversation and how to have the conversation. And actually, I started Googling yesterday different ideas. Like some people I've heard have, it's hard. Like, well, personally, myself, like one of my family members, they think that maybe I'm after something if I want to try to help them, but, but I'm not. So there's the website I want to bring up so you can write it down. It's called the conversation project. Um, that's actually not the website, but I'll put that in the show notes, but the conversation project, if you Google that, they offer guides to help you with the whole conversation. And it really made me think about some things that I didn't even really think that we need to talk about. Yeah, well, obviously, we've talked to our kids about it. You know, we've redone our wills. We've redone our, our medical directives, our DNRs. We built a trust. And we explained to the kids, one of you is going to be in charge, mainly because of proximity. The other one, you know, she lives, you know, well, two time zones away. And it's kind of hard for her to get here to do things immediately where our son is here with us in the same city so it, it would be easier even though he's the youngest person our youngest sibling our child sibling child it would be easy for him to step up and manage our trust so we're actually going to have our first family conversation about this in a couple weeks it's only three weeks away thanksgiving we're going to fly out to California to visit our daughter, and our son's going to go with, and we're just going to, one day, I don't know when we're going to do it, lunch or dinner, we're just going to sit down and, and discuss what we have planned. Right, and so one of the things actually I read is that we need to pick a place where it's not so noisy, it's a bit calm, 
And also we need to pay attention to our family members if there's any kind of stressors that we're noticing. That's not a good time to talk about it. So this conversation is, it's a sensitive conversation. It's also very important and it should be very meaningful so that everyone understands what our wishes are and so that they can follow through with those wishes. I mean, it was, uh, I guess it was yesterday, we had a discussion with our son, and uh, you'll, refer, you'll hear me refer to him as the boy, but we had a discussion with, with our son about dying in the house. I just asked him, hey, if I were to die in this house, how comfortable would you be? If I wanted to be at home, how comfortable would you be with coming to visit or coming to stay? in a house where I passed. And he was like, it would creep me out, Dad. But he says, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's really what, I don't want to make them uncomfortable, my wife or, or my kiddos. So it's something that you've got to just have that discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my preferred method would be in the hospital or nursing home or something like that yeah somewhere other than than the home even though you know quite frankly if that were to happen i know that i would not want to stay in this house anyway too many memories of you and you know all that stuff that would it really matter well i don't know i'll be gone so i really don't care i guess i don't know that's the attitude a lot of people have i'm gonna be gone i don't care but you do care i and do we do care we we care about each other and wanting to make sure that we have everything as prepared as we can. And that's why we're here trying to help others also take this journey with us as we are walking one step at a time. And like we said, we work during a day. And I know a lot of excuses are you get busy, we get overwhelmed. There's a lot to do. But if we can take one step, and so the one step is to have the conversation and talk to your loved ones, the ones that that need to know what your final wishes are. And it, it is a hard conversation. But there's also multiple ways to do it. We're choosing to sit down with our family and talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, all four of us together, explaining what we want. You know, like I know, I know that you want our daughter to have all your jewelry, but we're going to state that, well, most of it. So we say, hey, look, and then but look behind me, you know, I guess who's going to get most of this stuff? You know, it's the, the kid that plays Pokemon and <laughs> drug me into it and, you know, has gone to nationals and aspires to catch them all. You know, he's going to get most of the stuff that's behind me. So we've got, we've. So for we, the listeners at home. Yeah. What's behind you are. What? Oh, what's behind me? That's collections from when I was a kid. And my son, actually, a uh, funny story, just really quick. My son wanted to get back into playing Pokemon. He wanted to play it right and learn how. Well, we were in Fargo, North Dakota, and there's a, a mall there. And it's got like this little small basement. And in that basement is a, a card store. And next to it is a little area where the Pokemon players, Magic players, all those those folks play. Well, she went with them one time, and she came back and said, I'm never going again. 
those guys creep me out. It's your job. You're going to go. And I was in a job at the time I was working as a professor of military science at, at North Dakota State that I could do that. So I went with the son and we played. And there's this guy named Josh who became a good friend of ours and showed me how to play, play Pokemon. And here we are, how many years later? 14 years later. All those binders behind me, they're full of Pokemon cards. The binders below those are full of Pokemon cards. Back there, there's Pokemon cards. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. But we're, I mean, here in December, this, my son and I, we're going to play in the Texas regionals. And that's something we enjoy. And we've grown closer through this card game. And um, it's something that he enjoys. I know he enjoys. And it's something that my daughter knows he enjoys. So when I leave, they know what's, who's getting what. You know, and then we got the my other toys from when I was a kid behind her. I'm just a big kid at heart. She said it earlier. Yep. He is. So going back to planning and having a conversation. Just making sure that you take the time, make the time, and start just start thinking about that this stuff, and making a plan to have that conversation with your loved ones. And you can do what we're doing now, you know, having a conversation, videotaping it, and leaving it for your your loved ones. If you if you're not comfortable talking to them because you're going to get emotional, or you think they might get emotional about the, the subject. Say, hey, look, these are my wishes. These are my words. I'm not being manipulated. I'm not being coerced. This is me. And this is something I want to share. Yep. And I want to say, so in July of 2016, Santiago here, he was diagnosed with throat cancer, and it was stage 4B. And a diagnosis like that means... It's everything happens like so fast, everything. So there's biopsies, there's surgeries, there's ports that, you know, that need to get installed and there's all kinds of things and it just happens so fast. And while that's happening so fast, I also have to manage the home. So I have to drive him to the appointments and make sure he gets there and I would take him to work and pick him up. And all of these things take time, which means you don't have that extra time to talk about what we're talking about right now. So they're really, I was working full time. I had my own business at that time and it was a lot. I mean, but we had more than that going on. I mean, literally, we had just moved into this home. I mean, literally, I was going to my pre-op for my biopsy the day our household goods were being delivered. I left her and said, hey, sorry, this is the first time I've ever left you, you know. And this, the whole area outside this door was just full of boxes. And it stayed that way for, you know, over a year. Yeah, because I couldn't even walk up the stairs. I mean, there was so much going on so quick. She had just started her own business. And luckily, we had some great bosses that helped us out. But I mean, it was just like, bam, 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 all this stuff piling on. 
it was overwhelming. Right. So after that, that took a while. Like someone is fighting cancer and then they get to that last chemo radiation. But then it's still like, cause all the things that you already had to do are piling up. Like he, he just mentioned, we had just moved in here. So there was a house full of boxes. So, you know, we had to unpack the house and everything kind of got kept getting put on the back burner that was not important. And so all those things kept piling up. I'm saying all of this because right now, you know, we don't know what happens tomorrow. (laughs) None of us are promised tomorrow or even the next five minutes from now. But thinking about that and putting that into perspective and yes, taking the time to go ahead and start making these decisions while you still are able to. And right now, like I said, we just said we're busy. We are working all day. And, you know, now we're recording this podcast and we need to take the time to finish getting our things together. And that's what we're doing. But that's why we're sharing this with you all in hopes that you understand that we don't know what's happening the next day. And so the sooner we start preparing, the sooner we get it done, then the sooner we just move on. And then it's just maybe just following up every year on the things that you've already created. So that's the whole point of the conversation is we don't know what's going to happen. But you would have thought that seven years ago, because it's been seven years since I rang the bells, almost seven years exactly, we didn't do anything. You know, we didn't do anything until this summer mm-hmm. when, I mean, we were getting ready to leave and go on a cruise. And we're like, have we got our wheels updated? What happens? So we were literally pushing this stuff through before we got on the boat to leave. Yep. We signed our trust paperwork, I think, the, the day, day before, before we yeah. left. The day before we left. Yeah. And I felt a little rushed myself. But we knew it had to be done in case something happened to us when we weren't here. And, you know, we're, or if something happened to us together and what happens to the stuff. And we had a conversation with our son. Here's a book. If something happens, here you go. Everything is in here. Do it. Which is right. probably the wrong answer. But no, I mean, it's better than nothing. It like, was we still than have, nothing. There's a lot actually that needs to get done as I've started to learn more about this and try to think through what what does it look like so we all have phones and we all have passwords to all these things now and what are those how will they access those so these are things that we're going to discuss in future episodes down the line but yeah she's had this crazy idea about me paying the bills <laughs> i don't know how to do that you know it's true, <laughs> it's true. this is again Circling back to the essential question that you have, which is... When is the right time to have a talk about your end-of-life wishes? When's the right time that your grown children should have that talk with you? You know, we've got... How old is Shelby going to be? 30 years old pretty soon. 29. Wow. I mean, we're almost going to have a kid that's in her, her 30s, and we haven't had this conversation with her. What does she want? You know? And that's a hard conversation for a parent to have with a child, I think. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we would fail her if we didn't have the conversation and honor her wishes, whatever those might be. 
Yeah. So I, I, I would like to know what her wishes are because I don't want her to, I want her to be honored in the way she would like to be honored. Yeah. Yep. Me too. So I guess to close this thing out, we'll, we'll brief you on how it went when we get back off of our Thanksgiving trip to visit family in California. But I think that we've had talks with our kids before. I think that the younger, the better. I wish we would have done it before I got sick. When they were in, in college, starting off in college, that probably would have been the right time for us. But like you said, better late than never. Right. And actually, before we started recording the podcast, one thing I mentioned was one reason why I want to have this podcast is to try to make this somewhat normal, like a conversation with family. I feel like if I grew up in an environment like that, where it was okay to talk about this stuff and it wasn't so scary sometimes, then, then maybe then when our kids turned 18, I might've said, you know, Hey, you're 18. Here's something you should think about. You know, you have a bank account. You are responsible for that account. If something happens to you and, and the bills need to get paid, or if you have any bills, who's going to help you with those things. And, um, I want others to know that it's okay to talk about these things. It's not like you're trying to, well, I feel like it's for me, it's not that I'm trying to wish something on someone. I just want them to be the most prepared as possible and know what they want and just have that, that sense of not being overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think that, you know, just working where I work in, in the area that I work, a lot of people aren't prepared. I see it every day. So I just want to, we want to help. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for listening and joining us. <laughs> yeah. Our little ramble session, I guess, mm -hmm. but take the time. Think about it. Yeah. You know, take some notes. She's got, much more notes than I have over there and have a conversation and it's a hard conversation at times. It could be, but approach it with caring and joy and try not to make it awkward, awkward. Right. It could be. Well, that's the point. We're trying to not make it awkward. I know. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for listening to us and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And just like the vibrant hues of a setting sun, we're wrapping up another episode of Thoughtful Planning. Every shared story and insight is a step closer to turning uncertainty into celebrations of preparedness. Absolutely. And to our listeners, remember that every surprise that comes our way is an opportunity to grow, adapt, and learn. Stay tuned for more stories, expert insight, and of course, a touch of wit in our next episode. We're not just co-hosts, we're fellow travelers on this journey. For more information on additional resources, which will help you take the next step in planning, look for the link in the show notes for our membership. Join us next time for another episode of Thoughtful Planning. Until then, keep living, laughing, and loving every moment.